Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several open and use it. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. Good evening, brethren. I'm glad you could join me today. Uh, I've got a a very important uh, bulletin to go over today that I would like to share with you. First of all, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I pray that you would protect us and keep us safe. I pray that we would um, follow your will and your way for us and seek your your blessings on our life by obeying you, obeying the commandments that you've told us to follow and to be representatives of you to this world, to the people around us. Help us to honor and glorify you in what we say and what we do. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we have this bulletin that was posted February 7th. And it's on the Homeland Security page, the National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin. And apparently, they revised or renewed the bulletin that they had already set up, which labeled uh, American citizens and patriots uh, domestic terrorists. So they renewed it, and this has a was issued February 7th. 2022 and expires June 7th, 2022. So apparently they want to uh, uh, to allow themselves to to I guess in other words fight their own people. They want to be able to prosecute their own people. Um, so I'm going to read through the bulletin. And it goes, the summary of terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. And this describes what they're looking for. It says, the United States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis-, dis-, and mal-information, MDM introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. These threat actors seek to to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence, 
mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders in small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. While the conditions underlying the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year, the convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. 1. The proliferation of false and or misleading narratives which so discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. 2. Continued calls for violence directed at U.S. critical infrastructure, soft targets, and mass gatherings, faith-based institutions such as churches, synagogues, and mosques, institutions of higher education, racial and religious minorities, government facilities and personnel, including law enforcement and the military, the media, and perceived ideological opponents, and three, calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States based on recent events. Okay, I'm going to give a little commentary here. So far, what they have called out, they I can remember the one that attacked a synagogue, this lone person, which seemed to me like a plant in Texas. This guy went in and was a mass shooting and shot a few people in the synagogue. And it always seems like this happens when they're trying to distract from what's actually going on. So the FBI is targeting Americans and targeting patriots. So they've released this bulletin so that they they are trying to give the premise that the authority they have to prosecute us. And they've labeled American citizens... Uh, domestic terrorist, according to this this report, and the heightened it says the heightened threat landscape have not significantly changed over the last year. Um, the violence that we've seen in America has been caused because of the propaganda the government has been pushing. They have been pushing fear on the people and pressing them and pushing them to to cave to the fear. You know, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Our government has been doing the opposite of that in giving us fear, the spirit of fear, and has been trying to inoculate the people with fear. They've been trying to, they've exaggerated the dangers of COVID and they've undermined the dangers of the jab. And they have, they, the propaganda is so pushed so hard that there's many, many, many people that fall for it. And but that's what they're pushing. So it hasn't been the American people causing problems, it's been the government. And back in uh, 2020, not so long ago, there was a lot of uh, riots, a lot of buildings being burned, a lot of police being attacked and shot, ambushed. There was a lot of cars being burned, and they didn't do anything for that. They didn't do anything to prevent that or to stop that. They didn't put out a bulletin about domestic terrorism. 
Uh, they only did that when um, the American citizens, law-abiding citizens, started stepping up. So let's continue. Um, so he says the primary terrorism-related threat to the United States continues to stem from lone offenders or small sales of individuals who are motivated by a range of foreign and or domestic grievances often cultivated through the consumption of certain online online content. The convergence of violent extremist ideologies, false or misleading narratives, and conspiracy theories have and will continue to contribute to a heightened threat of violence in the United States. So again, they're trying to set the premise of these huge threats, but they're focusing on the citizens, the law-abiding citizens, and not the actual threats, like BLM, Black Lives Matter, those terrorist groups, you know, that are actually terrorist groups. No, they don't do anything for them. Uh, they uh, just give them bond, let them out. They don't prosecute them if they've uh, stolen things. They give them a limit to this, you can steal so much and no problem. Uh, so this bulletin is put out by uh, Mayorkas, and so that you can see they're the related to certain online content, false narratives, or conspiracy theories. Um, so I'm, we're fixing to get into what these factors are what are the theories conspiracy theories they mention all right so here we go key factors contributing to the current heightened threat environment include the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which show discord or undermine public trust in u.s government institutions for example here's an example there is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unstable substantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. Grievances associated with these themes inspired violent extremist attacks during 2021. Maybe the fact that the 2020 election was stolen and they selected someone and installed them and committed a coup and now we have an illegitimate regime in place. But no, we're we're in the wrong. We're the conspiracy theorists uh, when we see a fraud take place. Uh, here, I want to go ahead and mention that um, Tina Peters was arrested. She's a Gold Star mother. She was a clerk in Mesa County, uh, Colorado, and she was actually headed to Mike Lindell's symposium and. I was watching it on the night that they released it. I think it was live, actually, when I was watching it. And they were talking about election fraud. Mike Lindell went through all the states showing that. And they were getting to, I can't remember exactly what, at what point it was, but he called, um, called the group out there with, from, with Tina Peters because on that very night, they got on a plane to fly to the symposium and the FBI, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but the FBI raided her office as she left, was headed for the symposium. 
and they raided a couple houses of those involved with her because she stood up to show that there was fraud that the governor there or the secretary there um they were covering up the votes in Mesa County she found fraud herself legitimate errors or uh, deliberate tampering of the ballots and she called them out well she has been uh, vocal about this and she was arrested to arrested and in a coffee shop there was like uh, six cops six or eight different cops that went to their her the coffee shop that she was in and arrested her and uh, walked her out of the coffee shop in a public place so I'm sure it was because that they've just now they've been given the green light with this bulletin to go after domestic terrorists and she's a domestic terrorist according to them this also includes uh, parents and school board meetings that are calling out the teachers for forcing the kids to wear a mask or to uh, to be indoctrinated by CRT and the parents are aggravated and uh, calling them out or serving them with papers because they are um, guilty of crimes against humanity whatever the case is but we are the domestic terrorists uh, number two continued calls for violence directed at US critical infrastructure soft targets and mass gatherings faith-based institutions such as churches synagogues and mosques institutions of higher education racial and religious minorities government facilities and personnel including law enforcement and military the media and perceived ideological opponents uh, just want to make a quick note there we don't have to worry about the media because of they're imploding themselves uh, they've uh, kind of made a fool of themselves the mainstream media let's continue foreign terrorist organizations and domestic threat actors continue to amplify pre-existing faults or misleading narratives online to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions some of these actors do so to encourage unrest which could lead to acts of violence against the facilities individuals institutions and organi organizations cited above violent extremists inspired by a range of grievances and ideologies continue to target crowded venues traditionally perceived to be soft targets such as commercial and publicly accessible facilities public gatherings certain government and state facilities and houses of worship the recent attack on a synagogue in Colleyville, Texas highlights the continuing threat of violence based upon racial or religious motivations as well as threats against faith-based organizations. See, that's why I think it was a setup because that's when the one they mentioned in the bulletin, the one in Colleyville, Texas, where this one person went into a synagogue when you had terrorist groups, BLM, Black Lives Matter, raiding towns, burning businesses, burning federal buildings down, shooting police, burning cop cars, trying to burn police stations down, and they did nothing about it.
threats directed at historically black colleges and universities and other colleges and universities, Jewish facilities and churches cause concern and may inspire extremist threat actors to mobilize to violence. As COVID-19 restrictions continue to decrease nationwide, increased access to commercial and government facilities, and the rising number of mass gatherings could provide increased opportunities for individuals looking to commit acts of violence to do so, often with little or no warning. Meanwhile, COVID-19 mitigation measures, particularly COVID-19 vaccine and mask mandates, have been used by domestic violent extremists to justify violence since 2020 and could continue to inspire these extremists to target government, healthcare, and academic institutions that they associate with those measures. Okay. The I realized early on that they were blowing COVID-19 out of, out of proportion. So about two years ago, I uh, caught wind of their scheme, so to speak, and I said this. This is this is ridiculous. We're, this is they're trying deliberately trying to put fear on the people on us. Deliberately trying to get us to fall for it and do everything they tell us to do. They were telling us to shut churches down. They were telling us to put masks on. They were telling us to social distance and stay home. Lock yourselves inside. And I said no. This is not happening. I was pastoring a church. I was actually filling in at a church for a, a congregation. They were the pastor there was his health issues uh, prohibited him from pastoring, so he had to step down. So I stepped in the church and started filling in for him. And I felt the Lord telling me to stay there because of this pandemic. We didn't really know what was going to happen, but this church of about forty to fifty people, you know, needed a shepherd, and I felt the Lord, the Lord tell me to stay there and pastor that church. So they, after a few months there, they voted me in, and I pastored there throughout the whole pandemic. For about a year and a half, I preached there. And so I was, like I just quoted Second Timothy 1.7 earlier, God has not given us the uh, spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. Uh, I rehearsed Second Chronicles seven fourteen over and over. Uh, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said, this is his words, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive them of their sins, and I will heal their land. If you go back to verse 13, he says, I don't care what it is, if it's famine or if it's a plague, a disease. I don't care what it is. Get on your knees. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek my face. I will take care of it. So I preached that relentlessly and preached it and preached it and preached it. <clears throat> but the congregation was getting scared. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't want, didn't want to heed my my encouragement, my edification or admonition, they didn't want to hear it. And they got scared and they listened to CNN more. They listened to the mainstream media and they got scared. And eventually they pretty much, that they, there was an ultimatum. Either they was, wanted me to quit preaching the truth on COVID or they wanted me to leave. So I, I, I said, well, you can have it. If you don't want to listen to that, I've been... Uh, 
ordained by God to preach the truth. And if you don't want to hear it, I'll let you have it. So, and the Lord gave me peace to leave. Said they they've got they they have ears, but they don't want to hear. So, I let them have it. So, but I haven't stopped preaching and haven't stopped warning people about the dangers of the the jabs here and the fact that COVID nineteen has been used as a uh, as a psyop has been used to propagate their evil agendas it hasn't been for health or safety of the people at all if you notice if pfizer i think what made 55 billion dollars on it through the pandemic which i call it a plandemic not a pandemic anyway let's continue domestic violent extremists have also viewed attacks against u.s critical infrastructure as a means to create chaos and advance ideological goals, and have recently aspired to disrupt U.S. electrical and communications critical infrastructure, including by spreading false or misleading narratives about 5G cellular technology. And I acknowledge that the 5G towers would be very detrimental to our cells, to our molecular structure that got the way God has built us, if you just keep increasing the, the EMFs, you're going to be hurt. But you can't speak against it. If you talk against that negatively about 5G, you're a domestic terrorist. If you talk negatively about COVID-19 and that anything against what the WHO, NIH, NIAID, uh, Dr. Fauci be the, and his scientism, and if you say anything opposing that, you're a domestic terrorist. Some domestic violent extremists have continued to advocate for violence in response. But here's the thing. I don't advocate violence. God has given me the, given us as Americans the Constitution, and I stand by the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. I understand why I have my freedoms, and I'm not giving it up. I'm not violent. I'm holding to what the Founding Fathers gave their life for, what they uh, sign the declaration. You see the John Hancock? That's going to be me. If I had to sign a document, I'm going to John Hancock it right across. And because I understand what we're up against. And if God is for us, who can be against us? I'm not scared of the government. I'm not scared of these people. God ordained this country to be what it is. It was inspired. Those documents were inspired by God, our Creator. And this is a unique country. We have a unique constitution. And we can see that the enemy is working through homeland security. It's supposed to be for our safety, but they're working against us. And so I've, I've never advocated violence, but we do have the right to defend ourselves. That's what the Second Amendment is for against these tyrannical governments. And they've, they're showing themselves is what they're doing. So we have an obligation. A small number of threat actors are attempting to use the evacuation and resettlement of Afghan nationals following the U.S. military withdrawal from Afghanistan last year as a means to exacerbate long-standing grievances and justify attacks against immigrants. I don't understand what they're talking about there either, but I understand that they took in like 60,000 people from Afghanistan. Afghanistan that we couldn't vet 
and we don't have a clue who's a terrorist in that group, who has bombs, who knows how to make bombs, who's building bombs right now that they brought out out of the 65,000 that we don't have a clue where they, Americans or not, we just brought them over here, and they were already, um, they were attacking uh, our soldiers on our bases once they were brought over here. They were committing domestic terrorism on our bases, attacking the females and uh, molesting them. Oh, but we're the domestic terrorists. Uh, calls by foreign terrorist organizations for attacks on the United States based on recent events. Foreign terrorist organizations will likely continue to maintain a highly visible online presence to attempt to inspire U.S.-based individuals to engage in violent activity. Supporters of foreign terrorist organizations have encouraged copycat attacks following the January 15, 2022 attack on a synagogue in Colleyville, Texas. Um, again, the, the government is leaving our borders. Uh, thank the Lord for the Canadian truckers. Um, they, I don't know why the American truckers didn't do it first, but the Canadians had enough. They've locked it down. They've got the northern border. They locked down um, Coots border uh, crossing, um, the Ambassador Bridge crossing. Ottawa's still in lockdown, and they're making their point. So now it's we're going to step in with the American truckers uh, and follow suit. But our southern border is still wide open, and they've we've caught. I'm gonna have make another video on that, but. Um, like reported through Tijuana has been like 8,000 over the, within the past year and a half, 8,000 Russians have come through the border. That's just Russians. So are they part of the military? Are they planning an attack from inside? Uh, we don't know. We hadn't stopped them there or they've been, they've been let through. Uh, we've had like 3 million people cross the southern border. It's wide open. It's a in full-blown invasion on America, but the patriots, the Americans, are domestic terrorists. So we'll, we'll uh, focus all of our energies of homeland security on our own people, the law-abiding citizens, instead of the gaps in the southern border. Okay. So now he says, how are we responding? DHS and the Federal Bureau of Investigation continue to share timely and actionable information and intelligence with the broadcast audience possible. This includes sharing information and intelligence with our partners across every level of government and in the private sector. We conduct recurring threat briefings with private sector and state, local, tribal, territorial, and campus partners, including to inform security planning efforts. DHS remains committed to working with our partners to identify and prevent all forms of terrorism and targeted violence and to support law enforcement efforts to keep our community safe. This reminded me. I got a tip. Moments ago that the Biden administration is urges Canadian counterparts to use federal powers to end truckers convoy. Does that sound like something that our Homeland Security should be doing is encouraging 
tyrants to oppress their people? I don't think so, but that's what the Homeland Security is behind right now. It's open season on Patriots. DHS Office of Intelligence Analysis established a new dedicated domestic terrorism branch to produce the sound, timely intelligence needed to counter related threats. What has happened recently that's unprecedented in all of our American history that we had to open new programs and new intelligence offices? Nothing. They didn't do anything the year before last. But it's because the reason why they're opening new offices, we'll see that. Let's go down a little bit. And he says that they've got Centers for Prevention Programs and Partnerships, CP3, provides communities with resources and tools to help prevent individuals from radicalizing to violence. So they were awarded $20 million in grants through its Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program. This was in 2021. Uh, CP3 also partners with local communities to raise awareness about how to prevent violence. But they didn't do this, as far as I know, in 2020 when we had BLM, Black Lives Matter, terrorist groups burning cities down. They didn't do this, but it was when the law-abiding citizens stood up and said, This is enough. I'm tired of the CRT in schools. I'm tired of you forcing masks on us and on our kids in schools. I'm tired of you telling me that I have to take something, inject something in my body against my will because you tell me I have to do it. I'm sick and tired of it. Enough is enough. And we stood up and said, this is it. Now they say there's a domestic terrorist threat. So now... In 2021, DHS designated domestic violent extremism as a national priority within its Homeland Security grant program, resulting in a at least $77 million being spent on preventing, preparing for, protecting against, and responding to related threats. But that's not actual terrorists, but that's against uh, Americans, law-abiding citizens. In 2021, DHS's nonprofit security grant program provided $180 million in funding to support target hardening and other physical security enhancements to nonprofit organizations at high risk of terrorist attack. DHS is working with public and private sector partners as well as foreign counterparts to identify and evaluate MDM, including faults or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories spread on social media and other online platforms that endorse or could inspire violence. Again, I'm not advocating violence here. DHS's Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency works with public and private sector partners, including U.S. critical infrastructure owners and operators, to mitigate risk against our cyber and physical infrastructure and increase nationwide cybersecurity resilience. So what this is telling me that they've taking action sounds to me like actions they should have taken a couple years ago, and they're aimed at the wrong people. So now the next 
This is the last section, and it is how you can help. Stay informed and prepared. Be prepared for emergency situations. Keep yourself safe online. Uh, here's the potential threats that we want to alert them about. It says, listen to local authorities and public safety officials. We see how that's working there in Ottawa. Their local authorities and public safety officials are the ones trying to... Oh, uh, that's interesting. I haven't done a... Think about it. They've shut down Ottawa. It's in lockdown. The citizens of Ottawa are happy that they are there. I just listened to a, an interview with a couple that lives in Ottawa. They're residents of Ottawa. And they said that those people, the truckers there, are the friendliest people they've met. That they're full of love, and they have compassion for them, they cared about them, and they loved hanging out with them. And they were actually in tears because they realized the, the sincerity, the compassion that they had. Now, how does the authorities and the public safety officials respond? They steal their fuel cans take them away, and then when they're made to bring them back, they bring them back contaminated with water, so they can't use the fuel anyway. Now, they're setting the stage with the, the mainstream media there is setting the stage. I think it's CBS, is that what it's called there? can't remember. But it, they're setting the stage to, they're trying to, the narrative is that their truckers' children are at risk. There is a health risk for these children being with their truckers. They're with their family. And they've been out there on bounce houses, playing in bounce houses, and like they had hay rides or something. And yet there's a risk. So they're building this narrative and staging it to come in with the child protective services to take these kids from their parents. That's their authorities that they're telling that our counterparts, this Homeland Security, is telling us to listen to. Really? And then they, down further, it tells you to rat out people who you see might be suspicious or have mental health issues. So, there may pose danger to themselves or others. So... This is where we're at with our country right now is our government has turned on its own people and we see that um, the same thing has happened in Canada and the normally laid back, calm, obedient Canadians have uh, resisted and stood up and said enough is enough. I figured that would happen here first before it would in Canada because I already knew how much the the um, they've been lulled to sleep for so long. They're used to a tyrannical government. Um, I mean, the case here, we've been under... They've, um, the propaganda's been going for decades here, but they were a little further, more advanced than we are. But... We'll get through it. Uh, just un understand you're a domestic terrorist now. So be careful with what you say and what you do. But don't compromise 
we need a unified non-compliance um, and one thing we've got we've got the Constitution it's a well-written our founding fathers knew what they were doing thank the Lord for that and we just need to back it up so if you have just leave me comments on this uh, something I may have missed about it let me know if you want to contact me contact me through Joshua Ministries 741 at gmail.com and thanks for watching you have a blessed day